You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Drip Drop. Drip Drop RS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Um, It was a sweat today. Yeah, yeah. It's a big sweat today in DFS, NASCAR DFS. We prevailed. Thanks, Drip Drop. You can get Drip Drop right now by using promo code GARAGEGUYS20 at dripdrop.com. So go to dripdrop.com. And rip it and drip it with the garage guys. Rip it and drip it, baby. Rip, rip it, it drip and it. drip it. I got the watermelon tonight. I got the orange. What do you got, Drew? Berry. I got the berry. Berry boy, berry boy. If you can't already tell, we're in a great mood. Um, we just wrapped up the O'Reilly's Auto Parts 500. Um, some of the bets we had out there today, my bets, picks, they kind of fell through. Hamlin was like the glass guy I was riding on. Um, had a decent day in DFS, but our subs had an incredible day in DFS. Uh, Drew and I uh, were talking post-race. And hold, hold on for a minute. Randy, where in the hell are you? I'm on the moon, baby. You're on the moon? Yeah, I'm like, up here what? with Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon's up on the moon right now, and I'm up here with him. We throw oh, it in God. Now, We celebrate the Texas on the moon. <laughs> Shout out to Austin Dillon for winning the O'Reilly's Auto Parts 500. Incredible win for him. For incredible win for RCR um, in general. But it was Is also Redick an incredible day. You? Who? Is Reddick up there as well? He should be, right? No, it's a, this, just Austin. What about He's on his way, though. He's like yeah, in the little sidecar. He's, he's with Elon Musk. He's going up there with Dogecoin and Elon right now. Uh, yeah, with Dogecoin's up here, and I got a bunch of that, and I'm picking up some more while I'm up here. Nice. Is MVIS up there too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stock boys. It's a stock it's boy summer. NVIS is going way past the moon. It's going probably straight to Mars, baby. I love us. We're the only – stock advice from Chase? Huh? I'm terrified. Are you getting stock advice from Chase? <laughs> you, you say that now, but you'll be the one left in the dust when this is all over. I'm pretty sure I tipped you off on MVIS. I think you made good profit the first time around. You're right. You're right. I just had to ask. Yeah, it's not all the time that I have the good advice. But I, I, the reason I love this show is because we literally just went from talking about NASCAR DFS to Randy being on the moon to Dogecoin to Austin Dillon winning the race. Now we're reverting back. Uh, squirrel sesh. But, uh, but yeah, incredible day for the uh, NASCAR DFS Rotoballer subs. Um, and we're going to be talking all about that on this episode. We had one of our subscribers hit a huge tournament off Ew. of the perfect NASCAR DFS preview show that Drew and I did um, on Friday for Rotoballer. So lots to talk about with that. Uh, we got a couple of voicemails from some Garage Fam listeners and <clears> – <throat> Let's go ahead and start to start off just talking about this race. Uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. Pretty boring for the most part in the beginning, I would say. I think I put a, a tweet out and I was thinking this myself. It's like, um, we should shorten this race it's going into next year. It's too long, I'm telling you. The mile and a half tracks, with the exception of the 600, and Talladega and Daytona should always be a 500-mile race. But these mile-and-a-half tracks need to come down to 400 miles, man. It's Maybe just, even it's less. Like, yeah, well, I would, I would start with 400 to see what happens. Because at about, about mile 350 today, that's when the race should have been over. The, yeah. The, the, the attention span is, is just – it's too long. Yeah. yeah it's but, too long for me. Yeah, I mean, I was on the road from to Nashville today from Mississippi, and I feel like I had the race on for – Seven hours. I know it wasn't seven hours, but it felt like seven hours. So seven hours, seven <laughs> hours of uh, nonstop action. Who's that? Chris Hansen? Yeah, Hansen? can't can't wait. Scott, Chris, whatever. Can't wait for football. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was it was too long. Um, I think I know that that towards the end we had the some of the cautions. The directs came out. Um, 
the big the big story getting getting more into towards the end of the race um, was I think Jimmy Johnson was looking amazing as this race was starting out. Um, his odds were even more amazing and like where he was able to like go back. He suffered one penalty for having too many guys over the wall shot up to like eighth place and then had another penalty. And then that one just pretty much just threw him out of contention. He was like 10 laps down. I don't know what's up with his guys. They need to get it together. Um, and then I think that the big thing though, uh, that, that we were talking about towards the end of the race, Quinn Huff, Starcom racing. I want to punch this guy. So anybody <laughs> listen to this that finds this, I, I, I want to go toe-to-toe with this dude. Landon Castle needs his car back, Starcom. You need to fix that shit immediately. And, and I'm not the only one that thinks so either. I don't know if you guys have checked out Twitter or not, but we got Matt Benedetto talking shit. I wouldn't want to piss him off. Um, and then you got Brad K. You know, what? that, that would kind of, I guess that'd be a fun fight, maybe. I don't really know. But uh, when you got two guys like that talking about you, you got to feel pretty bad. And, and I think Starcom should feel even worse for getting rid of Landon Castle, who actually had, like, the lowest crash rate in NASCAR in the Cup Series for the longest Why time. Why did he lose it? Why did he lose a spot? Was it money-related? I have no idea. You know anything, Randy? I, I, I don't know. And, and I really don't give a shit why <laughs> they need to fix it. Because – because uh, – Oh, Quinn, he, he's going to show up in the garage one day and somebody's going to take it to him. Me? It, it just what it is. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll be the uh, one. Look, it is what it is, okay? And it ain't what it ain't, okay? And it's, it's horrible. It ain't good and it's horrible. So there you go. Okay. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. That's the, that's the is what it is, ain't what it ain't moment, all right? I don't even know what the fuck that means, but okay. I don't even know what the fuck you're saying right now. <laughs> it's just like weird. That's what we call analysis. Analysis. I, I analyze science. the shit out of it. I, just I love it. The shit out of it then. But no, you can't drive like that in this Cub Series, man. Like, that's Arca shit. That's Arca shit. Like, get your ass back to Arca. Like, they had a good thing going, but the main thing was is that that belongs in, like, that. that's like, like, Landon Castle was always, like, a good DFS guy that I, I would play him every now and then. And, like, I think he was, like, the only guy out of, like, the bottom-tier cars that, like, would maybe, like, slide into a lineup here and there. And I know Drew's probably just, like, shaking his head right now and just, like, why? No. Yeah, I, I played him a few times. He was, like, an, uh, he was basically another Corey LaJoy, but a little bit below uh, Corey yeah. LaJoy, who, who had a great day today, by the way, LaJoy. Yeah, shout-out Corey. Um, but uh, after that, Denny Hamlin, I thought Denny was going to get the lead and the Quinn thing happened. So that went out the window. That allowed Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick to both slide into this spot. And when we saw Tyler do that thing, me and Randy were hanging out and we were talking about it. Like, And I, I said it last week, Cole Custer is the first rookie this year to win this race. And you know that that is going to like put a fire under Tyler Reddick's ass because like he's coming into this season. Everybody's got their eyes on Tyler to be that guy. Cole's already got the win. He's in the playoffs. Now Tyler is going to get it. I would not be surprised to see him win next week uh, in Kansas or this week coming up. I would not be surprised at all to see Tyler take that. Um, that but, place ain't good enough no more to win rookie of the year. See, that's the thing. I don't think it's ever been good before, enough. Before that happened, second place was good enough to win rookie of the year. Now, it's not good enough no more. He's got to win. He does have to win. Awesome. I mean, in general, I think the only one that's like not in contention for that award, right, is John Hunter. The, the, the other three are all in contention to possibly win that, right? Yeah, and John Hunter came in strong, too. Him and Reddick both at Darlington. Like, you remember, we, we, there was two guys that we wrote about when, whenever he came in. Um, I, I still like – John Hunter's one of those guys, like, he's in and out. Like, he wrecked out – I think he wrecked out today, I'm pretty sure. Um, I may have got caught napping a couple of times during this race, but the race was too um, long. Yeah, it was too long, but, um, Tyler's going to win one eventually. Like it's going to happen. And, and seeing how the pitch strategy played out in Texas with Austin and Tyler, like getting up there, like I, I'm not going to lie. Like I was not big on Austin Dillon this week whatsoever. Like I had a lot of Tyler Reddick did not have enough Austin Dillon. And I think that that was one of our major differences, Drew, is that you had a good bit of AD in your DFS lineups. I was a little bit more on Tyler's side. It played out. I know that you hit one on FanDuel as well. 
um, with a big lineup and, and our guy that we'll get into um, after the voicemails will show you the actual lineup that our guy, um, our guy Brent hit 15 K on FanDuel, which is like stupid exciting. So just uh, an amazing day, but to see Austin Dillon string this thing out, get this win, just had a brand new baby. Whitney's at home. She's excited. You know, new mom. You can tell she's tired. She's wore out with the baby. And um, it's just that that's a huge deal right there, especially for Austin, knowing that how bad he's been wanting to get a win lately. And uh, I know Randy was talking about it. Randy's had Austin on the Cautions Out, the uh, his podcast uh, with Garage Guys. And just kind of talking to him a little bit about backtracking onto that show. Like, I mean, uh, did you guys, like, talk a little bit about, like, uh, you know, how he's feeling about this season and like what he's got to do to get this win. And, and what do you, uh, what do you kind of gather from, from how those emotions are playing out? I'll tell you what I found out about Austin Dillon during that show is Austin Dillon has been hitting the weights and working his ass off. And that is not a joke, man. He has been busting his ass getting physically ready for races like Texas now you got to think about this now. Okay, we had this crazy offseason. We had this, this virus and stuff. Did that make some guys a little bit lazy? Because maybe some of them got a little lazy during that break, but Austin Dillon was busting his ass every day, and now it's showing up. You see, it's hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock in there. You know, I mean, it's hot. So Austin has got himself ready, and I don't know who else has been doing it, but today it showed that he's been doing it, because there was a lot of problems with the heat today, as we know. They were talking about the heat a lot during that race. And it was, what, 140 in them damn race cars? Ice packs. Just it's shoving ice you, packs. Uh, Randy, you and Olsen Dillon probably have something in common there uh, in the way you're getting in the work and getting in the gym, right? Well, I, I, I get in the gym regular, I guess. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> You, you saw you saw the Rowdy Energy promo. I mean, that picture right there says a thousand words. He's climbing mountains. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I could climb mountains when I drink that Rowdy Energy. But but I think today was the first sign of Austin Dillon putting in all this work during that crazy off season. And I honestly think that some guys got a little bit lazy for a couple of weeks, and he didn't. And now he's maybe a little bit head stamina wise. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but it sure does seem strange that the first race we get into the real serious heat, the real serious heat, he takes it. I think it was strategy. Yeah, I think it was I'll strategy. I mean, I think he – they were running well, right? I mean, they were, I think, nine yeah. and ten. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were the only two that took zero tires fuel only, right? Uh, Austin took two tires. Reddick took zero, so he was the risky one. Yeah. But I think this came down to pitch strategy, man. I and mean, then Hamlin just trying to Clint Boyer <laughs> the race. I don't know. You would know a little bit about that, Randy. You remember when Boyer was with uh, Michael Walter racing? Did, didn't it seem like Denny just kept spinning out, like kind of on purpose a little bit, maybe to get the cautions or something? Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm, 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 I'm staying quiet on that. Plead the, plead, we're pleading the fifth. There, there were some people that said it, though. Drew, what was your, what was your take on it? On Clint? Or Hamlin. No, on uh, on Hamlin and how uh, he he brought out two cautions right there towards the end. You never know on these races, but when you see a race basically stay green the entire day, and then at the very end you're seeing like what five, four, four or five cautions back to back, it does make you wonder a little bit. Um, a, little, a little fishy. It's a little fishy, but I do want to. <clears throat> if we're done with Hamlin, I do want to at least talk about Ryan Blaney because he was the car that should have won this race and really got screwed by the. Uh, the pitch strategy. I mean, he had the best car all day. And this season, I mean, it basically just summed up the season for him because he's been one of the fastest cars all year and he keeps getting screwed in the third stage. So, I mean, maybe if the race was shorter, we see him take home the victory today. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing myself. Like Blaney was another guy that we had wrote about. His odds were incredible. It was like plus 900 um, on DK Sportsbook. Um, he was one of my picks that I had. And you had he, to have him just too. He, in fantasy. Is it a hundred laps led or something like that or something crazy? Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a must play, um, and so it's just uh yeah, it, I think it just kind of goes to show. I mean, obviously he's the number one guy at Penske right now. Um, he's shown that he's proved that. It's just they've got to. I think that that gets down more into the strategy and what they're doing in the pit. They've got to figure that out because if they can get that figured out with him, dude, he's he'll be he'll be winning like Denny and Harvick's been winning. Yeah. So. 
other than that, man, um, if we don't have anything else about this race, like I said, it was just great to see the three in victory lane. Shout out to the, to the goat back here. Um, and let's go ahead and check out some of these voicemails that we got. Cause I know that, uh, that we had one voicemail from a, a special caller. It's actually affiliated with Richard Childress racing. Uh, Mr. Joey stone, AKA sloppy Joe. Um, he is the E NASCAR heat, uh, driver for RCR in the E NASCAR heat, uh, pro series. I think it's streamed on Twitch on weekdays and he drives number eight for them. So let's see what uh what old Joey had to say for us. Yo, Chase, it's Joey. RCR one two baby, and we're just getting started. So I gotta ask you, are you hyped? Are you hyped for the man AD and for Tyler Rank finishing one two? And is it gonna continue? I think it's gonna continue. Let me know. I want to hear your answer because I'm pumped, man. Woo! That was Joey. He said, "Woo." Woo. I like that energy, Joey. Little Ashley Schaefer, Kenny Powers. Oh, by the way, shout out to Kenny Powers and Paul Wall and Mike Jones because that was like our spirit animals for our Rotoballer articles today. So we're getting shirts made. You got to get a mural. And then our boy Larry, shout out to Larry, um, the silent soldier on Twitter. Shout him out. He said that, uh, that the Rodman energy played into it too. So I might never take this off. Might just have to wear it every race day now. Um, but as far as Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick, yeah, it, it's amazing to see RCR. I think this is the first time they've had a one, two finish and I don't know how long, but I think that the coolest thing about it was in your rankings, Drew on Rotoballer, you had Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick ranked one and two. Um, so that's a, that's a big deal, especially for the premium rankings. And if you haven't checked those out yet, you need to get over to rotoballer.com and use promo code garage, get a discount. So you can be checking out Drew's rankings week to week. Cause he's bagging left and right. He bagged again today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think answering this question, do we think it will continue? Um, man, I mean, maybe I can lean on you and Randy a little bit more, um, NASCAR knowledge than me. I mean, I got into this five years ago, but why do so many teams, struggle to um, stay out late when a caution comes out or take zero tires and fuel only. Cause it seems like the, the teams that are doing that, that are playing the strategy almost always seem to win because having that clean air is so important. Why do so many teams struggle? Like Chase Elliott's cost himself, um, I think two races this year, this year by going to get four tires with like less than 10 laps. I know that's not necessarily Chase's call, but um why do you guys think that's the, the case? I know we're not really answering Joey's question, but I think it's less to do with RCR and more to do with that call right there. Well, I'm going to tell you, as far as his question, will RCR continue? That's up to RCR. That's up to these guys. That's up to them to keep getting better every week. That's what the sport's about. If you're not getting better every week, then you're getting left behind. And Austin Dillon, if you asked him right now, he would probably tell you 10 ways he could have been better today. So, so that's the thing is they got – it's on them. It's on them. It's not on anything but RCR to determine whether or not this is going to continue. If they keep working hard, playing good strategies, yes, it will continue. And, and Chef, what you're saying about, you know, the team struggling with the decisions at the end, I think there's too much experience. I think they have too much experience working against them, okay? They're not going with their gut. All right, say me and you and Chase are crew chiefs, okay? If, if it's late race and something's going on, I'm throwing all the stat sheets out the window and I'm going with my gut, the same thing you're going to do and the same thing Chase is going to do. Those are gutsy-ass calls. And the only way you're going to win these races is to grow a pair and make a damn call, son, because don't be out there being a damn whip and playing it safe because that ain't going to get you nowhere. It's just going to get you a bunch of bullshit. That's gut boy energy. That's what it looks like. Woo! Jack the fuck up. I'm drinking that energy, too. I'm drinking drip drop. I got to get hydrated after that one. No, I love it, though. It's real shit. Look, this is the way isn't I look it, at it. Isn't that true, though? Isn't that true? Chase Elliott would have two more wins this year if he would have. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, look back at look at Charlotte. Could have had the Coca Cola Six Hundred. Gustafsson yeah. fucked that up. No, I'm just saying, like, like literally, that's what it boils down to. It's like I don't think that there's this set little. Okay, here's our paper. This is what we're gonna do today. No, 
these races, we're already in a pull the car off the track, like, like put it on the track, right off the truck mode. There's no practice. There's no none of this stuff. You got to take that into account. I don't think that there's really any strategy right now. I think they're just calling it like they see it at every race. And today, RCR got the luck of the draw. Um, you get up there and – Right. They knew four tires wouldn't win them the race. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They knew that. When they were, when they were ready to pit – they knew without a doubt, and this I think this is a scenario that happened right there on that pit box. If we take four tires, we ain't going to win this race. If we take two, we damn sure might take a stab at it, and yeah. you got to take a stab at a cup race to win the damn thing, and it's all about winning because second place is the first loser, and nobody cares about who comes in second place tomorrow. <laughs> it don't count in nothing except some Wikipedia stat that you can look at. Wikipedia, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Called NASCAR Neaky Links. They grew a pair, made a tough decision. What Tyler didn't take any tires, yeah. right? No tires. Just yeah, fuel he, had, he was risk it. I think Randy's onto something with the experience working against him, possibly because it's the team, oh, it's the, it's the no big doubt. names that are doing this over and over again and making the same mistake. And basically, in my opinion, until we see the NASCAR package have some major changes. Like you, you might as well stay out in the situations. That's just, and again, I only have four or five years of watching or basically since I started DFS NASCAR six years ago, that's the only time I've watched racing and more so now than ever, it seems like staying out or getting two tires is the way to go in the situations. So yeah, two tires have been super popular. I mean, look, what was the beginning of the race? I think the, the first call, the competition caution, Almarola, Harvick and Truex stayed out. Um, they didn't roll down in there. I mean, you're just going to start seeing it more and more. And now that, now that and after RCR has won this, you're going to start seeing a lot of these little teams do that. It's, it's coming. Like it's going to happen. We'll see if they can hold up, but, um, I'm loving, I'm loving this year. I, I honestly, like we all went into 2020 thinking, you know, that it was not going to be as good and this and that this racing has turned out to be some of, this is probably my favorite year of watching races that I've had in a very long time. I love the presentation. I love how it's set up. I want to keep some of this stuff moving forward. Like this has made the sport so much more exciting, not just for myself as a longtime fan, but for new people that are coming into the sport. They're telling me like, this shit's exciting. Like I'm like, yeah, dude, welcome to the world. It's a lot I got to disagree a little bit there though, man. Like, we got to see some better, like some, I mean, I'm still having fun watching it, but if you would have pulled a lot yeah. of the people that know what you're talking about today, they were bored for the first two stages. I just yeah. think we need the like we got to have a package where you can pass the leader because right now if you have the lead it seems like it's safe. I know I mean we had how many lead changes today and how many of them were a result of pit strategy and how many were a result of actually passing. I just would lie. I mean it's it's probably not good. Yeah, you I will say like at the end of the races it's been exciting. That's probably where most of the energy is coming from plus we're still riding off of the high from earlier but yeah, I, I really want to see high horsepower low downforce come back. Yeah. That's Xfinity. Xfinity's been stupid exciting. Like, those races have just been insane. I think it's gained a lot of popularity. But, yeah, hopefully we answered those questions good. That was, that was a good, that was a good, little, uh, good little, little, little garage guy strategy sesh right there. Joey, thanks so much for calling. I got something on my mind, too, about that. Tell if us. If I was a crew chief, okay, if I was a crew chief, and this may make sense to you and it may not, if I'm a crew chief, when my car comes down pit road, I am not putting anything on that car that it does not have to have for the next 40 laps. Okay. If I don't need four tires and I only need two tires to make the next 40 laps, that's all it's ever going to get. All I'm ever going to put on the car on any pit stop is what it has to absolutely have to make the next 40 laps of the race. That's it. That's it. So most of the time you only need two tires. Sometimes you don't even want tires. You got to have fuel to make the next 40 laps. But that, that's, that's what I would do if I was a crew chief. Every time the car come down pit road, what does it absolutely positively have to have to make the next 40 laps of this race happen? And that's all it's going, ever going to get. That's what's going to eventually make you a crew chief for the Garage Guys racing team one day, Randy. Get ready. Yeah, well, I would probably <laughs> be a good one. I'd be better than Lucius. Let's Lucius do it. Lucius. Lucius. Randy put made one of the crew members a driver. I, we just need uh, Randy to put your glasses on because that's what I, I view you looking like in the in the very in the box with your crew chief hat on. Yeah, having the glasses on, you look really really. You talking about these glasses? Oh, there yeah. it is, right there. Crew chief. Yes, uh, we'll take two tires and some fuel, please. That's it, right Sunoco. there. What's the what's the fuel? Sunoco, Sunoco, whatever, yeah. whatever. Sunoco fuel. We'll get him a Sunoco yeah. fuel uh, Kango hat, so it'll look like racing Bruce Arians. 
Yeah. Yes, I'd like to thank Sunoco and Chevrolet <laughs> and Ford and, and Toyota and Goodyear today on this great victory we had. I'd also like to thank Chick-fil-A for making great chicken nuggets and sandwiches. I'd Holy like to thank Drop for making a hell of a drink, and I really like it. And I'd like to thank Drew and Chase for putting me in this position of trust to be this crew chief, to sit up here and have this stupid conversation with the media after the race, thanking every damn body else but myself. Take it up on the podium, baby. That's how we're going to do it. All right, we got to get the next call. Uh, other call we had, let's go ahead and play it. Hi, Rob, guys. Big fan here. Listen, I just have a question. Did you think that the race at Texas Motor Speedway was too long? Because I did. So that's my question. Answer on the podcast. I'll be tuned in. Bye. 100, 100 I, miles too long. Yeah, and I think we capped that one pretty good. That big fan sounds pretty familiar. Mm. Who is that? Who knows? Know. Did a good it sounds like someone I know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that up. We'll leave that up to you, fam, to figure that one out. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it needs to be shorter. Maybe she wasn't trying to hide or disguise her voice. Maybe she just wanted to be a part of the episode. She didn't say. She didn't say her name. I don't know. I think big we know fan. who it was That's though. Big fan. Big fan. It's probably shout one out to big you, big fan. fan. Probably one of my big fans. So you two don't need to be getting a big head right now. <laughs> You're right, man. You're right. We should humble I just, ourselves. I already, I already assume that anybody that's calling in is calling Randy, so I'm just going to go ahead and step aside here. <laughs> yeah. Step aside. Not, what are we here for? <laughs> Let's get out. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, he left. <laughs> no, but it does. It does. It needs to be short. It needs to be shorter. NASCAR really needs to do something about this. And um, I think it would be super ironic if we had a short track race in Texas because everything's bigger in Texas, so let's put a short track in Texas. Hey, it that's what happen. we need. They got rid of North Wilkesboro for this. Yeah. You're right about Think that. about it. Think about it. So, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we got your question answered pretty well on that one, too. Big fan. We appreciate you calling. Uh, and anybody else that's interested in calling on a weekly basis, just call 929-430-GGFS. Again, that's 929-430-GGFS. Leave us a message, and we'll be happy to play it on the show and answer the questions. All right, so before we go to our special guest uh, interview, I sat down with uh, the homie Moonhead. He rolled out to the All-Star Race, got to talk to him a little bit about uh, some of the shenanigans that went down there. Um, we got to show off this lineup from our guy Brent. Um, Drew, I think Drew's got it pulled up, and now we're going to let Drew give the lineup breakdown of the week for the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. Take it away, Drew. All right, go ahead and kill some more time because I lost it. So, hold on. Randy, do dance. Do a little dance. Do a dance. We're killing time because Drew's got to find that DFS lineup from FanDuel. All right, you got it? Yeah. Let me Now, share. welcome to the Jeff Boyardine's DFS lineup breakdown. I think we need to – Take this time to say, hey, if you're listening on Apple or iTunes, you need to get over and subscribe to the YouTube YouTube channel so you can see yeah. what we're sharing our screen, right? Yeah, yeah. That. You can't see this if you're listening to this. Also, if you don't subscribe, you're not going to get Randy the Plumber's uh, stand-up special. So, be aware. It's coming. Go. Can you guys see this? Coming. Yes, we can see it. We're here. So, we're on the tweeter right now. This was one of the many people that tweeted at us. And, Chase, you took the time to actually put our preview video picks side-by-side with uh, the winning lineup here, um, which was Eric Jones, Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, and Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell obviously was the uh, value play. And then the rest of these guys we we talked about, and then we basically – I think you wrote all these guys up as well, right, Chase? Yes. Every one of them were in the article that I put out for free – on rotoballer.com. Yep. And I think I'm going to try to do this off memory. I know Michael McDowell was my number one ranked guy in tier four. Kevin Harvick was my number one ranked guy in tier one. Ryan Blaney was my number one ranked guy in tier two. Tyler Reddick was my number one ranked guy in tier three. And Eric Jones was, I believe, number two ranked somewhere. So I think we, I think we hit it on all cylinders um, this week. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we murdered – this like we 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 made the perfect Fanduel lineup for free on YouTube yeah, you on the NASCAR DFS preview show. Lineup? You know what I see crazy about that lineup right there? 
That lineup is so solid that you didn't even have the race winner, and he still won the big bucks. That's how solid it was. How many people win the big bucks without the winner in their lineup normally? Huh? How many? That is a hell of a lineup if you can throw the winner out and still win it. You're right. I didn't even think about that, honestly, that Austin Dillon's not in here. But um, I wonder if there was an Austin Dillon lineup that took down the uh, the the bigger prize. Because I know the guy that sent us that screenshot must have been in the uh, the high entry, the high roller tournament. So Yeah, it had Austin to be. Dillon. I had Austin Dillon in three of my lineups. But oh, did you? Nice. I just didn't complete them well. It happens. It be, sometimes it just be like that. That's what I've had to learn to live by. But, yeah, Brent Buckner is our guy that uh, that put this lineup together. And so this is your lineup right here, which is the same exact lineup. Shows where you finished first right here. So, yeah, him just went into 15K uh, with that lineup, which is so solid. But, yeah, we had a $15,000 YouTube video. I don't even know why I'm showing mine when you got this one. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you guys should start, uh, if you're not already, I know most of you guys that listen to the show, um, you you watch our stuff and uh, you watch it over on the Rotoballer YouTube channel. So uh, big thanks and shout out to you guys. Again, make sure you subscribe to um, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Go subscribe to Rotoballer, uh, their YouTube page. That's where you're going to find our NASCAR DFS preview show each week. So we'll have the new one up for Kansas, I'd say probably on Tuesday at some point. Uh, since we have a race on Thursday. So uh, we're kind of rolling right into the race week this week, uh, a little bit different. But then we have a week off following up, so I'll have a little bit of time to breathe. But Kansas is going to be fun. Uh, Texas was amazing. And just want to, again, shout out to Brent Buckner. Shout out to Greg Emery, Adam Teal, and uh, Mark S. Those were the guys that uh, tweeted at, uh, at us today sharing their lineups and their winnings. We love to help people bag. And, again, you can get the premium content by using promo code garage at rotoballer.com. So do that. Um, and that's about all I think we got, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and roll into the uh, interview that I did with Moonhead earlier in the week talking about the all-star race. And uh, that's going to be it for us three. So any last words for us before we roll to the interview with, with, with Moonhead? See you later, buddy. See you later. <laughs> All See right. you later, buddy. Sports party repeat. Here's Moonhead. <laughs> we have Moonhead here. It's a pleasure to finally meet you virtually <laughs> and have yeah. you here. I've been hearing a lot about you in the NASCAR Twitter world. Um, so you were at this all-star race, man. I know that the social distancing, mask, all that stuff was enforced. And, um, you know, you guys were out there. You were being safe, doing your thing, um, having some fun. And I can't imagine – how awesome it had to be to be there for that historic all-star race at Bristol. Um, dude, what was it like? I mean, what was the atmosphere like? It was, it was great. It, even though it was a limited capacity, you almost couldn't tell, like you could just tell it was a big deal. Um, there was traffic outside the track down the road. We actually missed our turn into the parking lot. So I went down the road <laughs> It turned into where I thought would be another parking lot, and there's this big jacked-up Ford uh, Super Duty in front of me. I was like, damn, that's a nice truck. And I look in there, and uh, Buddy Cozy, Winval, uh, a lot of people know him, he was in the passenger seat, and he's like, I think that's Chris Buescher. Next thing I know, I see a sign. It's like credential check, and turns out we were going in where all the drivers and crews were going in. Oh, and so man. I'm like, oh, God. So I get up there, <laughs> and before I could even tell them, yo, I'm in the wrong spot, they're like, you're in the wrong spot. And I was like – Yes, I know. And uh, so I had to <laughs> rip a U-turn in front of all the drivers and people and get out of there. But then we got down there and we thought it was free parking, but it was only free if you drove a Toyota. Um, oh, wow. Which, Discrimination. That yeah, that was Jeez. weird. Cozy said it happens in Richmond, too. So I, I don't know. I tried telling them I had a Toyota motor in my truck, but they didn't buy it. There you go. Camry motor. Power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we got down there. We parked. We had our masks on as soon as we got to the parking lot, actually. Um, because when we went, we went to Talladega as well. And that was, I guess the first, I know Homestead had people, but they were all like military. This was the first like general public Talladega was. Um, and it was really strict. You had to go through one section where they checked your tickets and made sure you had a mask. And then the next one, you had to have your mask on and you got a temperature check and then, Oh my God, I'm on a discord. Uh, (laughs) then (laughs) got a spider from the Barstool league was just, 
blew my eardrum out. Um, anyway, oh, sorry, that threw me off. <laughs> um, we get up there, they do a temperature check, and you probably know all this. I don't know why I'm rambling. But anyway, so we get to Bristol. No, we no, think that's good. what's going to happen. And uh, we get down there. Me and Cozy get out. We're ready to walk in. We're hyped. And, I mean, it was hotter than hell out there. And yeah. uh, we make it halfway through the parking lot. We look around. And he's like, I don't see any masks. And I'm like, I don't either. And we kept walking for a little bit. And, I mean, nobody had masks on. And uh, once we got out from the parking lot, there's this little bridge you cross over like a creek. And you get up to the track. And there was a guy standing there. He was telling people they needed masks, handing them out. But they weren't really enforcing people putting it on that point me and cozy while we were out of the tents we went and sat under trees we took our masks off and stayed away from everybody because i mean it was hot so like i'm sure that contributed a little bit to people not wearing their masks like they should um but some people just didn't have masks it looked like so anyway they staggered their entry times uh, we stood in the line not a lot of people wore masks there but uh, we wore ours we got in the track got to our seats and that's when we took them off um but man, once we were in our seats, it was just, it was the most normal I've felt in a long time, if that makes sense. Like it just. Right. You get that minute of just like, okay, COVID like it's so structured. Was, and then well, now it's like, yeah, oh, like back. COVID was not on my mind whatsoever. <laughs> like I, that's probably a bad thing to say, but I was yeah, just, so, but it was my first time at Bristol. So just seeing that place, oh, you know, there's God. not a race going on is crazy. Um, but then when they got the cars out there for the open, it was like, there was one time I made it halfway up the steps to the concession stand. I was like, Oh shit. I had to turn around and go get my mask and all that. Cause like, it was just, I was so mesmerized by the, uh, experience. I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. It's a crown jewel of NASCAR. And I mean, too, yeah. like when you don't, when you don't make it mandatory, cause that was the main thing that I noticed too. Cause like I said, we were going to be going out there. And I noticed that it wasn't mandatory. And as soon as I saw that, it's like, we ask you to wear it. I was like, dude, there's no way in hell yeah. half these fans are going to wear a fucking mask. It's just not going to happen. See, I think so, that's what, what kind of set up the situation too, because they kind of backpedaled on that last week. And they were like, all right, you have to have a mask till you're in your seat. And originally they said, you just, we suggest them or whatever. Um, I knew what I was getting into. I think everybody who went knew what they were getting into. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not one of these people who's going to like freak out if I see somebody not wearing a mask. I'm just not, I, I just, I'm not that way. I just focus on me. If I'm in a, a grocery store, really anywhere but a NASCAR race, I'll put a mask on, but I haven't been going anywhere, but going to a NASCAR race, man, I knew the risks. I knew all that. I knew I made sure I didn't have anything planned days after, you know, cause I want to come home and be responsible and, you know, stay away from my family and anybody else um, right. just in case. I mean, as of right now, it's 24 <clears throat> hours later, I feel fine. Um, but I know there were some people out there who were in huge groups, not wearing masks who prior at work today. So right. it's, it's a kind little, of a that's double when it gets a little testy. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it's like, my argument wants to be, well, nobody has to go to a NASCAR race, but then it's like, okay, at that point, if you're leaving that NASCAR race and then going straight to work after you didn't wear a mask, then it's like, okay, that's yeah, where it gets a, innocent people and trouble. involved. And basically, cause yeah. it's, it's just like, it's like with sex. They say when you <laughs> sleep with somebody, the next person you sleep with, you sleep with everybody. It's, it's the same, it's yeah. the same concept in a way. So yeah, you just gotta be responsible about it. Like you yeah. said, you're, you know that you're going to be home mm -hmm. for a little while. You can monitor yourself, but the, uh, I think the thing that like got everybody in a tiffle, the thing that I saw, the video, that a Chase Elliott fan decided <laughs> to climb the fence. Yep. And, and you did what anybody, I feel like, in that moment would do. If you're, you're in NASCAR media, you know, you're a content creator yourself, you're iRacer, you, know, you have your YouTube page, you want to talk to this guy. Like, what exactly. was going through your mind? Like, why did you just do this? Because, like, this is normal stuff that we would see in a, in a normal year. But, like, with all this going on, it's like, this is incredible. Like, this dude just, like, straight up went all in. Yeah. And I saw him climb. I thought for sure they were going to arrest him. Um, and when I saw him get him down and just kind of tell him not to do that again, he walked away. I was like, holy crap. So, he was just <laughs> down there. Um and I wasn't going to walk down there because so right before the last segment, uh, they put up on the big screen that they were going to dismiss people by rows or sections or something that would have worked if anybody but Chase won. When Chase won, the place just turned into a complete, 
not a riot, but I mean, it was about as unorganized (laughs) as one. I mean, people running down aisles, people hugging, jumping. It's like when Dale Earnhardt or like Jeff Gordon would have won, you know? So that all went out the window. People ran down to the fence. I don't, I guess you saw on the front stretch. I didn't see that till I got back to the hotel. Chase was high-fiving people. Once again, I think it was just the mindset that was the most normal any of us had felt in a long time. So we weren't thinking like we should have been anyway they start getting people at least on the back stretch they start telling them to get lost and get out of there so <laughs> they're all coming up um where they had kind of congregated it was by that little entrance in turn three where they do driver intros and the normal right. deal um so they were sending everybody up the stairs by our section and i see the guy and like you said just content creator i guess mindset came into play and i was like i gotta interview him so i went down one row and to the steps. I was like, yo man, I want to, I want to talk to you on my video if that's cool. And, I mean, he was drunk. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he would have <laughs> said having no, a good time, bro, said, for sure. Yeah. So I just pull out my phone, uh, start doing the interview, ask him what, what was going through his head. Cause I knew people were going to be curious. I knew it was going to be all over Twitter. Um, and he kind of put his arm around me, which you can't really see in the video cause he did it lower. And me just the type of dude I am. I'm like, I'll put my arm back around him, you know? And right. The thing, I get the pandemic and all that, but it's like, man, with the state of NASCAR and some of the things that have gone on this year, that was a pretty cool deal, me and him arm in arm after a race, you know, especially with Bubba getting booed and all that beforehand. Right. Um, and I've always I've, – I've been saying on Twitter for a month now, everybody should feel wel- welcome at a NASCAR race. And Absolutely. You know, so I, I wasn't thinking COVID or anything. We do the interview – the interview was as long as my interaction was. Um, I go back to my seat. We sit there a little longer because we knew it was going to be traffic outside because everybody had stayed and then everybody ended up leaving at once. So we were like, we're just chilling here. because that's yeah, what You can never doing. escape the traffic at a NASCAR race. Yeah, so <laughs> it doesn't matter how many Cozy, people are there. Years ago, we just started to decide, we'll just sit in the stands for a little while, then we'll walk down to the track. We'll go stand around outside. Now it's a little different because there's not anything to do outside, but still, we just weren't in a hurry to get out of there. Our hotel was 15 minutes away, so we figured we'd let the traffic go. Um, Did they jack the those rates up? The hotel? No. Uh, well, we scheduled ours, like, right when they announced it. I got on it, um, and it wasn't – I forget what it was, but it wasn't like a normal NASCAR weekend price. Gotcha. Sorry, I'm staying hydrated. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, got you. <laughs> yeah. Get Yesterday, the drip out to me. But yeah, so I upload the video, and then finally they came up there and like, "Yeah, we got to get everybody out." So get out, put our face masks on, and we're walking out. Um, (laughs) And from the point I had uploaded, I get on Twitter and I start seeing people like, "Nice mask, nice mask," and that's when it kind of hit me. I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't wear my mask." Like I just that was the first thought of really a mask. I mean, obviously I put it on when I left, but like I didn't even think about the video. So I'm telling Cozy, I'm like, I got to delete that video, man. I, I don't, that's a bad look. I don't want that, you know, blowing right. up or something and people uh, thinking everything's bad. So like, I'm, I'm upset in the car and uh, we get back to the hotel and I look on Twitter and then I started to notice the trend. It was most of the people that were mad were either mad at me, Bristol, Chase Elliott, uh, every driver that even looked at a fan that day. I mean, they were mad at everybody. Yeah. Uh, People that are mad that basketball and baseball and football isn't back. I would scroll through some of their profiles and it was like, they woke up this morning and said, Oh, it's all-star day. I got to be mad because there's fans there. And like, I'm not because I chose not to say you made a choice not to be. It's like, you could have been, but you're not. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just muted the tweet and it's like, I did, I put out those tweets later saying like, look, you know, cause I could see how it looked, but I mean, I was literally one row in front of where we sat um in a track full of people not wearing masks i don't think me and a dude standing <laughs> together yeah, dude, they had the tv on the, on, the, on the tv you're seeing yeah. people like in the stands just like congregating no mask there on there was just a dog pile down at the fence <laughs> to meet chase yeah. and put like, that drivers. on twitter yeah you know? and coming out of the the gate down there in turn three where the drivers were walking out there was a dog pile over there and drivers were waving i don't think any of them signed autographs but they were waving and interacting with everybody and like I said, I, I'm not mad about it because, one, when I bought my ticket, I knew the risk. Uh, two, I know I'm a fairly responsible dude. I literally got in my truck this morning, drove straight home. Didn't have to stop for gas, nothing. I've been home since. Um, 
wore my mask in the hotel. You know, did everybody do that? No, I know they didn't. But it's like, as far as me, it's like, I I felt like I did what my part, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Do I wish I could go back? If I had a time machine, yeah, I'd go back, put my mask on, then go interview the dude. But, you know. Right. But this aside is, from man, that, it's a legendary Bristol moment. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. That guy is absolutely. a hero. That video should, like, be plastered of him just, like, hanging on yeah. just for dear life. Like, that, that should be and plastered it, on a commercial. A dude. He was a big dude. Like, I don't know if yeah. you really got to see him. Like, he was – he was a big dude. Like I would have been out of breath after that. He looked like he was still, he could have gone and climbed it again if he wanted to. Like he's like eight rowdy energies to the dome. Just yeah. like just like getting it. My man was he was excited. And I didn't know whether he was a Chase fan. That was what was so funny to me. I was like, why'd you do it? I love Chase Elliott. It was his first time. I was like, awesome. I was All like, right. so you were just so overcome with emotion. You had to climb something. Yeah. Like, I guess. I'm like, yeah, they closed well, the rock climbing place down. Yeah. I can't use that. So this is my, I, just, I mean, I've been excited before and like thrown stuff, you know, jump up and down. I've never been so right. excited. I've thought to run down to the catch fence and just start climbing it. But Hey, I mean, you got to keep that guy away from, from the brickyard, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then people were mad. They were saying he should have been arrested. And it was like, it was after the race. I'm sure if it was during the race, it would have been a bigger I'm starting to understand, like, you know, like you said, you took, you knew the risk you were taking. Everybody else that went to that race knew the risk you were taking. Mm-hmm. Right now in, in our world, man, it's like when you realize that you're not going to be able to please everybody. Yeah. You're not going to be able to please everybody. No matter what you do, somebody's always going to have something negative to say about it. You just kind of coast. You know, that doesn't mean that everybody should take their mask off and let's just infect the world and keep a cesspool of germs and stuff. (laughs) Like, yeah, take your precautions and things like that. But like you said, I dude, when I saw the video, I wasn't thinking nothing about it. You know, I'm I'm like, oh, this is an amazing moment. This is something that's awesome that happened. So um, and plus it's a moment in time, man. So I mean it's there and you know, months from now, hopefully we got all this stuff sorted out. We're back at the tracks, we're back at races. I can't wait to get out there. And, um, you know, sure, we'll be linking up and stuff like that, too, eventually oh, yeah. at some of these places. But I, I thought it was cool. You know, I saw, like, Darian Gillum and all the guys, you know, from the YouTubers that were all linking up together. And, um, you know, Harris Lou was out there. They had Lefty No Sweet. They had a lot of people out at this race. So, um, it's just uh, – it was an incredible moment. Everybody kind of gets together. It's like a reunion almost, you know. Yeah. it was. I mean, it was great. I enjoyed it. Like, a, And 90% of people who saw the video – had nothing but great things to say about it and even when i put out my thing that was saying like look i know you know i just wasn't thinking or whatever people are like there's nothing to apologize for they get it because when you look at it bigger picture you realize you know if if you were there i get if those people were there they would have understood but um it was crazy man it was a great race environment what do you think about the underglow how did you feel about the underclub? I liked it because I didn't expect it to look like it did on Kurt's car on the the burnout deal just because really? I did. That, for, me, <laughs> so. for me, I, initially, I was like, hell yeah. But then I got to looking and I was like, well, that was kind of a, like it was a show car. It set up higher. I was like, I don't know that they'd have enough clearance on the front. Like <laughs> I was expecting tire rubs and stuff because of underglow. Um, so, I mean – a lot of people were disappointed. It didn't look like that cool. I think it'd be something cool to do for all-star race or maybe in the, in the chase when they have, uh, you know, highlight all the playoff guys. Um, maybe in the future with the next gen car, depending on ride heights, they could do it uh, a little better, like under the sides or something. Um, and they could like identify a leader lap cars. Cause I feel like for new fans, if you could give them like a, just like a, a, paper or something that has like what these colors mean if a car's got green on it uh that means they're leading the race if car's red it's about to go a lap down orange is the fastest car on track right now you know for night races that would be cool i feel like that'd be pretty cool uh and when caution comes out maybe all the cars would go yellow or something i don't know something like that i feel like there's a lot of potential there um but as far as the way they have it right now it was cool cool to see but it wasn't like i mean it didn't make the didn't blow you away. Wasn't yeah, too fast, too the furious. Getting there, I, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't a fan of the numbers till I got there, and then it was like they look cool. Like I wasn't one of those people who's like, "It's gonna ruin it for me." I was just like, "That looks stupid," but I don't care as long as it's good. It's not that bad. I mean, I made the jokes yeah. about it with the Cars Three stuff. It yeah. reminded me of like Cars Three. Like it's like we fully taken a Pixar movie and turned <laughs> it into NASCAR. Good job. Yeah. But the more you look at it, like as long as you've got like that your sponsor and stuff like like positioned perfectly and go like Kyle yeah. Busch's car looked dope. Not awesome, gonna lie, man. looked great. 
Um, another one, Hamlin's car looked good. The Gibbs cars and RCR's cars looked really good. Um, so, I mean, it was minor tweaks and stuff. I don't mind it. I think it's going to be okay. I don't either. I think it'll fit better on the next-gen body, too, just the way the the test car looks right now. Um, I feel like they could work that out pretty good. All the cars that were designed around a number shifted back looked good. It was just the ones who kept their same paint scheme and then slapped a smaller number on it. Those were the only ones that looked bad. Like the Stuart Haas guys, their cars looked all right, but their numbers – were up high and it just it looked like they didn't change anything about the scheme they just put a sticker where the number would go and a small number beside it yeah. so but i liked it I, I it surprised me i liked it yeah they'll definitely have to do some work they're gonna have to have some kind of uniformed approach once the next gen car comes out i mean next year we're going to it anyway so i'm sure they'll figure yeah. it out but uh other than that i'm glad you got to come on the show and talk with this man um and again where can uh, all of the uh, garage fan follow you at uh, just it's Moonhead on Twitter, uh, Moonhead on YouTube, Moonhead on Twitch. Um, trying to grow the Twitch right now. We made the switch to Twitch, but uh, most of my videos switch and stuff, or all my videos, are going to be on YouTube and uh, and Twitter. Twitter's doing good today because of the the interviews. So um, I appreciate y'all having me on, though. Yeah, dude. Anytime, man. It's the garage guys. 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 It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.